Hello, this is your host, Ramar Tate on Apologetic Nation. Today, I just really want to discuss some open and honest events that has been happening and, you know, just been going through. In the past, I have definitely took the same approach in everything that I have done, just sharing my mind whenever I believe in my heart I go through a revealing moment about my myself, my character, uh, my perspectives. Tonight, shall I say today, I just want to discuss about when we desire as people, as individuals, um, people to get the opportunity to live out their best life and we mess it up by doing certain things to ultimately get them to listen to your opinions and hoping that that ignite the change in them to see where you're coming from and how what they're saying and doing could be the cause of the breakdown of their life. So today, that's what I'm going to be really discussing, the honesty uh, perspective of when we kind of want it more than the other person. So obviously, if you um, have forgotten, I am a father of four children and um, I'm married, been married for a while and it has come to my attention that, you know, my wife and I believe in this honesty scale, you know, and as far as time management as well. So let me get into it, it's simple. Uh, last year, we had a big breakthrough where we started discussing time management. And time management was not just something physical, but it's also mental and spiritual and we came to this uh, conclusion actually I have my notes give me a second to look at my notes um, that time management is different variations just depending on the person and depending on the circumstances and definitely depend, depends on your belief and your views and your own views of how life operates. If you don't know, I'm a firm believer in Jesus Christ, so a lot of times when I'm being honest, I reflect on my beliefs and also the interpretation of reality and how the two intertwine together create a, a bigger life perspective and to me a different, a deeper meaning of existing and living and breathing and um, interacting, you know? so. Let me see this. Um, so going to time management, I'm going to start there. So time management between my wife and I last year made some great notes. And time management, if I was to break it down, consists of time and managing. And when you put time management together, it equals out to our perspective and beliefs is your routine and your disciplines. And along with time management, it also goes deeper into your doing.
and my wife and I reflected at what scripture was with James um, 1, James 1, verse 22. And um, in the process, we equate it to doing. Um, if you're not doing anything, it's it profits you nothing. That was one of the notes. Then we equated that with motivation. Time management also equates to your motivation in action equals motive or motivation. So it goes motive plus action equals motivation. Because if you look in the word motivation, all you're missing is a C um, to create an action within that word itself, motivation. So we took all of these things together um, and just really just breaking it down as we do as couples and begin to study James 122. And out of that, we got to the point of breaking down time. Time, if you define it on your own time, you know, when you get a chance to look it up and you look it up and it, and it just really refers to, you know, existence in a calculator, you know, seconds, minutes, hours and etc. And it goes into its own description. And so once you start understanding what time is and then you understand management, management is um, managing or manage. And then you look at the how we equate it, that if you operate in time management, you start operating, it's based off your routine and discipline. And out of your disciplines and your routine, you live from a place where, what what is, what is your motive of that routine? What is your motive of that discipline? And then what action do you take place that equates to, this is what the motivation is to continue with this motive. And then you come to a place where you're doing. So we had studied that for a while and then eventually life happens, you get off, the path as life do and we enter to a new revelation we was like man you know we really got to stick to this thing called honesty there's the difference in our perspective i believe is honesty just give you better revelations of truth something that's that's definite that doesn't change honesty can be utilized as far as this it's like honestly i believe the the words I can say honestly what the doctor is saying to me is their evaluation of their practice. But the truth is, for me as a believer, that I do believe that Jesus does heal. So honestly, I'm taking this medication, I'm following through with your requirements, but I'm not relying on your honesty, I'm relying on the truth of Jesus Christ. So. Honesty is that variation of two rams. It's the good and bad. It's the acknowledgement of technically intelligence, um, the the reasoning perspective. So, you know, as we are a people, we reason with, okay, cool. Honestly, I know if I take this medication, it can really definitely give me these side effects. Cool. That's something that I know is going to be harsh. But the other side, the good side is that the things that I'm struggling with, what it's helping out with, is going to make me more mobile. I come to a place where I'm balanced, and then that leads me to the truth. Now, the truth is, okay, um, I pray at night, and, and I say, Father God, I do believe that my body is healed. I'm going to stick to this regimen, 
in addition to I want to take care of my body and change a lifestyle. So that's when that time management start coming to an existence. So today, talking to my wife, she have a, a new job and it's becoming a, yeah, a major stress and or a strain, a minor strain in our relationship. And I start hearing how she talks and it was saying I'm stressed out and it's very hard, which is definitely acknowledgeable, is, is definitely agreeable. But I, I start recognizing when she steps, when she replied to stress, I can see it um, and it concerned me. So she allowed me to express myself and I said, sweetheart, I do believe your work ethic is the source of your issues it's 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 your source of it is it's coming it's becoming a problem um, you're doing it out of yourself and your work ethic is becoming your source we used to believe that how we manage our time with the encounterment of a relationship with Christ were at value in the physical uh, perspective of the world or how we interact with work and so it became a rejective type of conversation, agree to disagree. And definitely she was like, no, I'm not, mis you know, I'm not mistaken. I just don't feel comfortable. And if I don't feel comfortable, I feel like I need to talk up for myself. And that's, that take a lot of courage for her because she's a very passive woman, which I applaud her on that. My heart goes to say this. I was so in depth of my perspective. I ignore her honesty and in the process it devalued her to get to a place of truth. That's what we do a lot of times when we care too much for a person. We impose our thoughts and our ideas and our articulation and our philosophies and our depth of conviction that how much we love a person or care that we impose so much of what we want them to become and not allow them to go through the journey to get to that point of their truth or their honesty. And so when you start balancing out the real route to honesty versus truth, it's like honesty is that place of reasoning, the place of accept, acceptance, a place of accountability, and that leads to a place where you can see the truth of what's trigger, triggering certain things in your life. But when you interfere as an individual, like I did to my wife today, it poses a conflict, not the one that exists on the inside, but it becomes an outward that now conflicts what's going on inwardly with that person. And it becomes a distraction from them moving forward and possibly coming to a greater solution and that you all could reach a great solution if there was a mutual perspective. And so at hand, my wife shut down and, and she said, I can definitely hear that you're troubled. The downside with that is that I had a place of so much honest, like my place of mentally, like just honestly, just being honest with myself, I did not feel the anxiety, the pressure, or the shutdown because I was being honest to myself. But in the process, I neglected her honesty that made her shut down. And that is not okay. That is something that we have to pull back as people who care. 
we have to rely on how much you value that person and reevaluate how we respond to the person or the people we care for. And when you reevaluate and you're already honest with yourselves, you're easily, you, it's easier for us from that perspective of our honesty to get to that solution. But what about them? Now they're hurting or having this conflict or, or this inner turmoil because one, they love you just as much and they don't want to do you harm or, you know, shut you down. So there's an inner being in conflict. So I, I eventually did um, apologize to my wife. And with me doing so, I recognize I have to spend more time managing my mouth and working on my humanity, working on my kindness, working on my patience, working on my temperance, working on, you know, so many other attributes that gives that person the ability to feel encouraged, feel, you know, to feel and embrace the love that we have. But when we start neglecting those things that I said in a positive perspective, we begin to slowly devalue that person based on how we speak in the adamancy in the convictions of our hearts. So today I just want to give that out to anyone who desires to listen, um, desire to open up their hearts and really rectify some of the changes in the relationship. The biggest thing that I recognize, you do have to have that place of just listening. And my quick responses and my impulse of, of wanting to feel like I want to change her life and help her to become this person, I have to re recognize that I have to pull back. The biggest thing is what I can do is allow her to enter herself, empty that person's um, cluttered mind, troubled heart, um, the brokenness, frustrations, um, anxiety, just all of those negatives. And even if their mind is lining with the negativity, you know, being able to, you know, correct with a, a, a nice, gentle embracement of love. And in the process, we go through my wife and I, the point of saying, I acknowledge what you're saying. I acknowledge that you feel this way. I acknowledge um, that based on your perspective of this makes you feel this. And based on how you said this made me feel this way. And by me responding this way, it makes you feel this way. And that's what's causing more. And then when we go through that process and you deny yourself and really willfully and intentionally listen to that person, um, it does make improvements. It, it, it's a great improvement. That person begin to slowly put down their walls and take one break at a time down to open themselves up. So once again, this is your host, Ramar Tate. And I hope this message, this revelation, this perspective helps you and help restore relationships with your loved ones, significant co-workers, whatever relationship that you find valuable to you. I hope that this gives you a place of one, to forgive yourself, two, pick yourself back up, three, move forward, and then go back and show that person some love and ask for forgiveness from them. But the first place to start is within you and change, make those proper changes, especially when you care for someone. That's the most important thing, forgiving yourself and making your changes and open yourself back up to let that person know I'm here for you. Once again, Ramar Tate, thank you for listening to my podcast, Apologetic Nation, and have a wonderful life. God bless.